Ultra. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end of the world's end, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today, we are preparing to annihilate Minute 45, which begins with the motorcycle cop asking how many pubs into the Golden Mile they are, and ends with our good companions making their way to the good companion, to the Tomb <laughs> of the Doors. The Tomb of the Doors. Yeah. Uh, they said Tomb of the Doors, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's Tomb. awesome. You know, the tomb of the doors. <laughs> like a great Doctor Who episode. Yeah, it would be. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but uh, the okay. So I have a thing. I okay. feel bad. I feel a little. Right. I feel. I don't know. I don't know what I expect or what uh, my ideal version of things would be, but I always get mad, uncomfortable when uh, a cop, a police officer, <laughs> is like trying to be like chatty and social. Yeah. Because on the one hand, it's like, well, I don't want you to be a fucking stormtrooper. I don't want you to be scary and intimidating. I, but on the other hand, when it's like, well, oh, you guys getting up to any trouble? And I like, you have a gun. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm always just a little like, okay, dude, like, thanks for being friendly, but like, also like you have a gun. Yeah. And I know he doesn't, but you know, I don't know. Like, so I'm always like, what do I want? Like, what do I, what do I expect? I don't know. Right. I just, I relate to their discomfort in these moments, even though they know that now he's a robot. Yeah. <laughs> or assume that he is, or don't know either way. Right. Uh, the uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is uh, exactly the feeling that you have with, uh, with police officers in general. So. Right. Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna hurt me? Right. Um <laughs> Are you gonna ruin my whole life and get away with it? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. This guy. Uh, we are firmly in a social sci fi world now. Yeah, we are. Very much so. Um I I like the I think that the joke where Peter, where he says, have a good night, Peter. And Peter says, thank you. And then he comes back because, you know, from his perspective, Gary is Peter. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, it, it's like, it's like kind of a funny joke, but I don't know how well it really works because like, you know, I, I feel like if I was at your table and you said good night to one person in particular, I think I would still say good night. Like, oh, you know, yeah. just to be like, we're all friends here. Good night. Well, you have a good night. night. <laughs> you know. Have a good night, Peter. Yeah. Um, I wasn't I wasn't talking to you. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I said good night, Peter. I don't give a shit about you. I hope you don't have a good night. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it works in like the, the most basic of senses, but uh, I think sure. like situationally it doesn't it doesn't actually uh i don't know if it holds a lot of water Mm -hmm. um but yeah i just i love i love 
uh, Gary explaining this to them. I love that they're all whispering. I think <laughs> they're very conspiratorial. I like that the the fight in the bathroom seems to have made made them all more drunk than before they went in. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it didn't sober them up. It, like, it did the opposite. Yeah. Fuck. Um, I don't know. I just think in general, it's uh, I I really like this scene. Stephen like puts his hand on his brow and then like realizes that it's like inky. Yeah, yeah. I really, uh, I love how I love how Andy takes command in this moment. Where he's like, "Drink up, let's boo boo." Just this. yeah, yeah. And it, you know, it's like, well, now that Andy's on board, like, what else can they do? You know, right? Yeah, yeah. Andy was sort of the most. Uh, no, we're not. This is not fun adventure time. Right. I'm not on board. Right. And then um, we get. And then we get what I think is my, I think my favorite needle drop in the whole movie. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I love, I love this. I love the editing. I love, I love the way that Edgar edits to this song probably the most. Mm, yeah. And, and the way he directs the actors to this song that they're yeah. like stepping to the beat of the song. Yeah. Yeah. I like all of that. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think. I don't think anything is going to stop the last two needle drops for me, like from being the best in my opinion. Sure, sure, sure. Um, that Sisters of Mercy song and the uh, the 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 credit the credit needle drop song. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, I just I don't know. There's something about those two specifically that just make me really happy. <laughs> um, but I do I do love this. I think it's I think it's interesting. Uh, and, it's, uh, it's it's also interesting because it's like why. Every, every other song is like from very specifically from like the late eighties, early nineties, except for this one. Yeah. Well, it has kind of an interesting history. So the, uh, the okay. Alabama song also known as moon of Alabama, moon over Alabama and whiskey bar. Uh, and I didn't know this until, until looking into it is, uh, written by Bertolt Brecht translated from German. And as soon as that, as soon as I read that, it actually made a lot of sense. So Bertolt Brecht is, uh, a German theater, artist a playwright and poet uh wrote a a musical that i actually got to be in in college called the three penny opera and oh. the music in the as soon as like oh my god this is absolutely a bertolt breck song it because like the, the the music in three penny opera is very like shanty like uh you know that song pirate jenny that's used in in uh in watchmen oh yeah sure that that that's all that's from the three penny opera Oh, okay. And they kind of just have a similar composition where a, a lot of the music in uh, God, I'm 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 blanking on what the but there was like the, the Three Penny Opera is a is a musical that is calling attention to the fact that it is a musical. It is purposefully separating itself from the audience instead of being immersive. And that like the songs are being sung at you. As opposed to being part of the, the narrative, uh huh. And so, yeah. And so, so the, the Alabama song was uh, translated into English. So this was written in 1927, and then Ooh, uh, wow. It's uh, yeah. It was er- earliest recording was in February of 1930 by Lot Lenya. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then, yeah, it's been covered by The Doors, of course, David Bowie. Uh, it was recorded by The Doors in 1966. And uh, 
yeah, there was some uh, there was some changing of lyrics, for example, like uh, uh, show me the way to the next little boy was changed to show me the way to the next little girl. Mm. Not sure which one's creepier. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's all that that that's there's no in fact, I, I actually think specifically changing it makes it creepier. I think like I'm not gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the ramifications of 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 him believing that he solved what was a not a what was probably not a problem. <laughs> yeah. With oh good oh good he's not gay. <laughs> it's I, I yeah yikes. Um, but in general, Jim Morrison, big yikes. Um, big yikes. Big yikes. Uh, what's, uh, what, what was, what was David Bowie's version of this? I wonder now I need to look that up. Yeah. Did he, did he, did he also translate it or did he keep the original lyrics? I don't care if you think I'm gay. I'm a Martian. Well, no, I mean, was it, wasn't an English originally or was it German? Oh, that, that could be very true. I'm going to look this up. Yeah. Um, in any event, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, I, I just assumed this was like a. A door song. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, it makes sense. I guess when you hear it, because you're like, okay, I guess this is very. It it seems of a different composition than like break on through to the other side or light my fire. Yeah, I guess I just assumed it was like, I don't know, just like like you know, like every band has like one of those songs that you're just like that doesn't sound like all the other songs, you mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah. Where like you like you hear a Green Day song and you're like that doesn't sound like the other Green Day songs. Then later you learn that it was written by the drummer, right? <laughs> you're like oh well that that explains that I guess. Or uh, or you know to kind of bring it back sometimes all or, or oftentimes it will be like a cover and I'm like oh that's why like there's Blink One Eighty Two covered uh, another girl another planet. Oh yeah, that too. And for a while for sure. I, I was like this is kind of an interesting Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, it's a cover. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I That's see. why it's not about like jerking off under bleachers. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Taking off your pants and jacking it. Um, yeah. Or some other, uh, some other, uh, uh, immature thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it would be nice to get a blowjob from your mom. <laughs> and That's the whole song. And that's the entire song. <laughs> A long intro followed by those lyrics and then the end of the song. <laughs> Whole thing is a, 28 seconds. What a great band that was. <laughs> what a what a product of their time Blink-182 was. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh man. I can't even I can't, I can't, yeah, and there was a lot of that going on at the time too. Like yeah. even Foo Fighters, which was like they were like trying to be a serious band. Their music, their their music videos were driven by the popularity of Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah, like and the, like made they they like made they're like oh let's like Dave Grohl plays seven characters and he were he he's in drag for like half of this and yeah like oh he's in drag he's in a fat suit like Tenacious D shows up yeah <laughs> so weird. And now, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, A, a band. (laughs) Well, music videos now are either uh, really expensive, like, mini films that Mm -hmm. are, like, they make a huge deal about releasing. Yeah. 
or they were made for a hundred dollars in a garage somewhere, you know, yeah. on blue screen or whatever. And that's, and it's, that's it. That's, that's the video. Um, yeah. Like I watched like three Heim videos in a row last night. Uh, just crank, just cranking out Heim videos. And yeah, like they were each like just the, the band walking around LA. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's like mm-hmm. most music videos now. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like the artistry of music videos has uh, disappeared. Yeah, the market, the market's changed. I mean, like, yeah, right, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, you even more so than me. I think we're we're uh, conscious of like when a video would be like a fucking event. Yeah, when like the new Britney Spears video is dropping at seven p.m. on MTV, and you got to be there. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I always was. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time I do yeah, remember it's, when it's the- weird how often I would watch music video premieres for artists that I, I claim to not give a shit about. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Because it was just part of the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're just like, like yeah, no, I mean, I have to watch the new Backstreet Boys video. I have to, I have to be part of the conversation. Yeah. Like you can be like, this is horseshit, but you still watched it. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Like what was the, uh, what was the instinct video when they were on a train? Was that it's gotta gonna be me? It's gonna be me. Yeah, and like, yeah, I remember when that. Do you remember when like when like, like millennia- a, they're like on a train for part of it, and the other part of it they're like action figures? Isn't that right? Isn't that yeah, right? yeah? And they had like the plastic kind of look. That's so weird. What a weird music video. Remember when music videos had like full blown like concepts, dude? Like, yeah. Where- do you remember the uh, the the Backstreets Back All Right video when they were in fucking space? Yeah. And no, that was larger than life. Larger than life. That's what it is. Yeah, that was larger than life. Where like one of them was like dog fighting um, mm-hmm. in space it was crazy. Yeah, Nick Carter was in like a proto Spy Kids three like mech suit. Yeah, man. I don't think kids. Crazy. I don't shit. think. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Where like when Millennium came out, or when like the new Britney Spears album came out, and there would be like lines out the door. Yeah. To like physically pick up that copy of that CD. No, I mean that's never going to happen again. <laughs> no, that's that's done. Uh, and I mean that's why music videos don't happen anymore. It's just like, oh, if we made a music video, it would be like the only way people would listen to that song because they already just listen to it on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Like you find somebody who like pirated the album and just throw it on YouTube, and it's like, listen. <laughs> Or, or you, or if you're, if you have a Spotify, you know, you do it that way. But like, yeah, nobody like buys albums anymore. That's not a thing. No. <laughs> and that's, that was the whole point of the music videos. Right. It was to the herald of the coming of like, you know, like the silver surfer to Galactus, the herald, the coming of the, of the new album. Yeah. Or to just keep them in the cultural consciousness so that when they went on tour people would buy tickets mm-hmm. um it was like one or the other those were those were the reasons it's crazy it's like oh we got we got to cut a video you guys got to cut a video yeah yeah <laughs> it's crazy i know it's, it, it, it almost it already the 90s already feels like 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 that thing you do you know what i mean yeah no for sure um man that's God, the '90s. What a crazy, what a crazy thing. Music videos, all that stuff. So many directors coming from music videos. 
Oh yeah, Joseph Kahn, Michael Bay. Yeah, Spike, and now Jones. and now all of them come from commercials, and we don't know which ones they directed. Right. Yeah. Like they just that's they just did. They've directed commercials, I guess. Commercial. They're like, oh yeah, commercial director, blah blah blah, is making their feature debut, and you're like, okay, great. Or they or or they were doing commercials, and then they were like slumming it directing tv episodes because tv episodes for those of you who don't know um they uh they get paid way far 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 less than on uh tv commercials oh um, yeah no yeah nine times out of ten when i'm like whatever happened to that guy whatever happened to the dude that directed the the second no never mind i know who directed that you know like you know like huntsman winter's war or something sure sure and it's normally like a guy usually a guy that's like Oh yeah, I've been direct. I've, I've become a millionaire directing Coke commercials. I'm gonna make a movie. Oh fuck that! I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep making commercials. Right, that- right. The only time that they slum it and do TV is because they want to prove that they can, so that they can make a movie. Because they, because they're they actually are like artists who like want to you know make a narrative something. Yeah. Um, but then, but then for every one of those, there's like five of those people who are just like, oh, I could give a shit. I just, I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to shoot pretty things and make lots of money. Yeah. I want to, I want to shoot like this Cara Delevingne Dior commercial for three days and get millions of dollars and then just like pimp off that for a few months. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's pretty bonkers. Edgar Wright's um, directed uh, some good videos. That's true. He directed that Beck music video a couple years ago. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the uh, Mint Royale is an all-time classic. The basis for Baby Driver, yeah. The the one with um, Noel Fielding, yeah. That's true. The inspired Baby Driver, yeah. Um, I wonder if he's done any commercial work. I don't know. Uh, oh, he did do that. Um, yes, he did the Nike one that I shared in the group because I was like, wow, what a great commercial. And like, no one watched it or cared (laughs) or commented or liked the post or anything. I was like, really? Like Edgar Wright directed a, it was like a, like a four minute Nike commercial. It's kind of (laughs) cool. Nobody. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You dropped the ball. uh, Cornetto minute listener society. (laughs) Well, I think that everybody was just like, I'm not going to watch a commercial. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah, it's like that. The thing I pay four extra dollars on Hulu to skip. <laughs> yeah, I don't care who directed it. I'm not watching it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, man, Newton Haven's packed. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, the pubs are anyway. Yeah, but even when they're walking around in the streets. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess that's true. Uh, there guess- are quite a few, like, mothers and stuff. Compared to, I mean, compared to, compared to uh, Stanford. Yeah. Stanford. Stanford. <laughs> not the school. I just didn't tell myself it's not the school. <laughs> I don't know why you have to keep telling yourself that. Just one of those things. Yeah. I know. It's just stuck in your brain with a T. Um, I didn't uh, go to- <laughs> yeah. I guess it is pretty busy. Um, it's interesting. I do like that they are continuing they are continuing to be fish swimming upstream yeah yeah just to kind of show you visually they're moving against the way they're moving against the crowd they're going the opposite direction they're still separate 
Which is really funny considering Gary's like, yeah, no, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And no, we're not going to this this way. We don't stick out and no one uh, will know that we know, you know, what they know or whatever. And and then, you know, you cut to them walking down the street and they're the only ones going in that direction. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the crosshands is really busy even before they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a I think they said earlier it's a Friday night. Right, that's true. Yeah. So, man, yeah, it's really, it's really, really busy. I can't tell if this is just our post quarantine brands are like, look at all those fucking people. Yeah, that's also possible, um, but it does look like a lot of people to me. I don't know. Yeah, I guess compared to yeah, yeah, compared to I feel like every time they were walking around Sanford, it was like pretty dead, like desolate, but very small town village vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after dark. Yeah. After dark, there was like nobody anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of the curfew. Yeah. There is a, um, uh, obviously it's a little too dark to really uh, tell um, too strongly, but I'm pretty sure that everyone is wearing blue. Oh. Uh. Except for, um, you know, the three musketeers. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting that I, I my mind goes back to that line that Andy had where he's like, Newton Haven is a desolate, you know, colorless place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, to me, to me this looks kind of like a hop in place. I don't know. Like, it, it seems like a place with some cool, like more so than Sanford. Yeah, I mean, Sanford doesn't have 12 pubs. <laughs> no. Like, if I'm if I'm if I'm 25. And you gotta and I and I get the choice between spending the night in Sanford or Newton Haven. I think I would pick Newton Haven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Same. Maybe it's because Sanford has more color and personality and warmth, supposedly. You know what I mean? Because it's like voted the best little village in, in, in England. Oh right, yeah. I feel like that would creep me out, though. Yeah, like yeah. everyone, every single person being extremely friendly. I feel like that would creep me out. Yeah. Do you do you do you similarly? Because I'm I mean I'm a I, I think I've become more of a city mouse than a country mouse in that. Yeah, I find more security being lost in yes. the wave. Yes, yes, yeah, completely. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like because I feel like when you're in a small town, you you it's like you feel this overwhelming sense that everyone expects you to do something, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they expect you to do, but you just have this feeling of like, I feel like I should be like, I don't know, like dancing for you guys or something. Like, it just feels like you're like, should I be doing something? Like what? Like, like they're looking at you like, like, what are you doing here? What do you have to offer us? You know, you're not the Miller. You're not. Yeah. Whereas like in the, in the city, it's just like, no one gives a shit. And it's like more relaxing. Yeah. Like in the city, someone could be like break dancing in the middle of the street. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Just like, just keep walking. Cool. <laughs> keep on trucking, pal. Hey, keep walking. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And now we're all wearing masks and I almost feel kind of like, I don't know. It's like, oh, cool. I'm now, I'm, now I'm really, I'm not even like showing my face. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I feel weirdly more comfortable doing little things like nodding. Or like acknowledging people 
Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, if someone, if a car is like letting me pass, I'll kind of be like, yep, you know. Yeah. Just because I almost feel more compelled to show humanity because I don't have like my face is only half. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, yeah. Although sometimes it's, it can be weird because people are like waiting for you to do something wrong, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so there's just this, there's this like uneasy sense sometimes. Yeah. Um, uh, I find like, I, especially, uh, with people of color because they, um, I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. Like <laughs> when we walk by, you know, and it's like, I'm a white guy and they're like, Oh God, is this guy going to be like one of those fucking assholes, <laughs> you know? And so oh, I yeah. just get this sense of just like, like, uh, you know, sorry for all those guys. Sorry. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I, 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 I just have that general sense all the time. Apologetic. I feel the yeah. same way from the perspective of being a, a, a man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I don't have the experience of, of being white, but I do have the, of like, you know, if I'm, if I'm walking down the street and there's like two girls or two women walking past me, I will like go out of my way to give them their space or, yeah. In the before times when I didn't have the mask, I would, you know, be like, I'm not a scary brown guy. You know what I mean? Like, or I'm not, I'm not a male predator. You know, I'm going to subconsciously try and relax my posture or not seem threatening or not walk towards you or like not make eye contact with you. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I did. I I would subconsciously do the same thing as well. Um, Just because, yeah, you just. You just want to give these people a break sometimes, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, yeah. You're like, look, you don't, for, you don't, I'm not, I'm not going to make your life any harder. I promise. Right. For, for 10 seconds, I'm not going to make your life any harder. <laughs> I don't want anything for it. I just want to give you peace of mind that. <laughs> look, I'm just trying to get to the store. I'm just yeah, the to... next 10 seconds of your life is not going to be harder because of I am a uh, part of it or crossing yeah. through it or whatever. Yeah. 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 And 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 what is what is a neighbor if not that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess so. Boy, it's a, um, it's a real society out there, right? Yeah, I guess that's sort of. I think that's sort of like what these guys are doing, right? I mean, they're just sort of like <laughs> they're trying to just carry on, like, like you know, let's um, let's not make each other's lives harder for each other. Let's just yeah keep moving, and we'll. Uh, we are not a threat. We are not a threat. Don't worry about us. We're the good companions. We're the good companions. Yeah. Yeah. I think I finally got why that bar is called that. <laughs> we uh uh finally we've we've left the cross hands. So we're we're out of the cross hands and now we're moving to pub five on the crawl. Pub number five. Pub number five. So we are uh moving right along. We're not gonna be in uh, the good companion very long. So no. um that'll be a That'll be a quick, fun conversation to be had on uh, on Monday's minute. Yeah, but God, just seeing the uh, just seeing everyone in coats, seeing the bare trees, it's made me really nostalgic for the autumn. Yeah, it's also really hot right now. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> I would be nostalgic for that too. I'm I'm constantly nostalgic for colder weather. Just just constantly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of the it's one of the few negatives of being out west. I don't I don't like feeling hot, so it's a it's a it's a problem. Um. All right. Well. Anyway, 
I think that's I think that's all we got here. Uh yeah, slash support. Go uh check that out. It's uh it's our Patreon page. And uh you can become a Patreon supporter. Nick and I are recording a new not writing. It'll be out uh tomorrow on Saturday. So uh go go check that out if you want to hear Nick and I just sort of I don't know. We just we just talk. It's like this, but we don't have we don't have anything to focus on. So yeah. we're just talking. For as little about stuff we watched, whatever. Three dollars a month, you get. Yeah, yeah, three dollars a month, and you get everything that we we post um on uh on the uh the Patreon. So like all of the bonus podcasts and stuff. So that's yeah. you know three bucks. It goes like you know the more people who do it, you know the more it really just goes a long way and paying the bills and you know, buying new equipment for people who need it and, and what have you. So that's what we, we try to do with that money. And we appreciate everyone who supports us financially. Um, Absolutely. And, so grateful. And, uh, yeah. Uh, just the fact that like, you know, you guys like care enough about the podcast that we're recording that you're like, you know what? I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to help these guys out and make sure that yeah. they keep doing what they're doing. That's, that's, that means a lot. You know, um, it's a, it, it's a saturated market out there right now. And it's the wild, you know, and I feel like even more so now everyone's like just pumping stuff out there and we're so niche. I mean, we're recording a minute by minute podcast about the world's end. Right. It's so, I don't know. I feel, I feel even especially grateful these days for the, the, the listenership that we have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, duelinggenre.com slash support $3 a month. That's all it takes. We appreciate everyone who does that. And of course we will be back Monday with minute 46 but for now let's boo boo so this is how it feels to be lonely this is how it feels